Media well, he covers your story, your story will be covered from the ground up. All right, well, everybody knows my next guest, not just from uh, social media, OnlyFans, Pornhub, but from the internet because they've been burning that bitch down all last two weeks. Uh, this guy I've been on his show, and this is the first time she's been on my show. First time he's been here, too. Welcome, uh, Adam22 and Lena the Plug. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and stretch um, for this conversation because we're going to talk about stretching and all types of other foolery. Adam, you know the internet just as well as I do. You're successful as fuck. Before we even go any further, we got to put some respect on Adam's uh, name because I've been over to his platform, have had an amazing experience. And anybody who does what we do from scratch, regardless of some of the stuff we have to do to get there, because you know I've done my things, it is not easy to actually break through all the noise on the internet and have a solid brand. So I just want to say to your face, congratulations on all the success that you've had. Appreciate that. Yeah, and I've always uh, appreciated our relationship, and you're definitely one of the best people in the game to talk to. So Yeah. yeah. Well, I went over to Adam22's um, uh, studio, and I was that was at the time I was filming out of my house. And so I went and got my own studio. So welcome here to the Hollywood Unlocked Studios. We had, to, we had to get our game right because you not only built the No Jumper podcast, the No Jumper brand, but then you were having other people having shows, right? So you had multiple sets in one location. Yeah, we have a bunch of different stuff going on under one roof. We do the news every day. I got a show with WAC 100 that you should actually come on sometime. That I'm would down. Be, oh, that would be great synergy. I would love that. Yeah, but yeah, we got a lot of different stuff going on. We can put blood, blood talk, plug talk, and... <laughs> gay talk all in one conversation <laughs> and just have an experience and then lena this is your first time here yes and the studio is beautiful thank and, you for having and me lena gave me an amazing compliment she said i'm the white she said i'm the black adam yeah my assistant was like oh, watch out oh with, the gay adam watch out with uh, with jason because he's a little spicy he's like the gay adam mm. which adam is very spicy so adam but you know this isn't this are you spicy are we spicy or do we just ask the adam questions wants the smoke adam wants it i feel like people think that i'm crazy because i ask crazy ass questions to like street rappers and gang members and stuff like that whereas i feel like you're more likely to ask somebody about their relationship stuff that's yeah. that other people would be afraid to ask but you're you're not afraid to ask rappers about street shit because i feel like you're in the world you dj vlad uh dj academics you all are in that world where you're digging into things that get really serious i am nothing if not a servant to my audience so the stuff that they want to know about the stuff that they're going to click on that they're going to appreciate as well as just you know i think it takes a lot of confidence and and strength to have a drill rapper on your show and actually ask them about the shit that they rap about you know if they're talking about not liking so and so i mean a lot of rappers their content is very very vague and the and you know you you end up pulling very few questions from their lyrics whereas with a lot of these drill rappers i mean all you got to do is listen to it to, to realize who they have problems with who they're into it with so i try not to shy away from asking those questions it just feels like kind of the bare minimum listen there's so much to unpack here i want to get into adam's uh business model i think mean, you recently were quoted somewhere saying you're making a million dollars a month which is crazy money and people don't believe we make that kind of money and uh, digital media is where it is. A lot of people are trying to follow kind of what we're doing, but this hasn't always been what you've done for your whole career. I mean, you you started out, you were a biker or you had a bike shop or both? Yeah, I mean, I've just been riding BMX bikes since I was like 12 years old. And then when I was 22, I was basically only interested in two things, which was hip hop and 
BMX bikes. And so I was on the computer all the time and I would be looking at the early wave of hip hop blogs like Narite and Two Dope Boys. And I was loving them and I was checking them 10 times a day. And it actually, it, it hit me at one point like, oh, I'm not buying the Source or XXL anymore. I'm just checking these blogs over and over. And when I do get a copy of XXL, there's nothing for me in it because I already know about all this shit from reading the blogs. And so that kind of occurred to me like, oh, well, I already know everything about BMX bikes. I could just run a blog exactly like this since I've been doing it for 10 years. And I did that. And probably within like six months or a year, I was just like the most well-known media personality in that admittedly kind of small world of bike riding. And then, you know, I did that for like 10 years. And at some point I kind of added a podcast element to the BMX brand and started to interview all the pros and company owners and everything like that. And then meanwhile, I'm also in the uh, the underground hip hop world at the time with, you know, personalities coming around like Lil Peep and Tentacion. And I didn't really know it, but I was like really right in the middle of like a ton of artists who used to be who were who went on to become gigantic but this was like early on when they're like in the in their process of in the ride yeah and I was just listening to all that stuff like 2015 and so I was like you know what I'm already doing this podcast I might as well start talking to some of these rappers and some of these random porn star chicks and some of these company owners clothing companies whatever and uh that just kind of like led me in the direction of just trying to find more and more interesting conversations to have on camera and kind of uh, document parts of the culture that maybe other people don't have their eyes on. So that's where Adam 22 came from, because the 22, the 22 part. The 22 is like when I was 15, I just made a screen name and I just put the 22. So there's really no rhyme or reason to it. So where, so did you find like as you were in your career in the beginning of like developing your niche, was it something that you felt like you had to do that you were passionate about, or were you chasing the money? Because like for me, I I started out trying to figure out the money piece, and then I fell back into what I was passionate about, and that's when it clicked. To me, it's always just been passion, pretty much. Like, I've never really done almost anything. I think we had this conversation last night. You cannot make him do anything that he doesn't want to do. Like, it's annoying, you know? So yeah. the money's great, obviously, but if he decided he hated hip-hop tomorrow, you couldn't get him to do another podcast about it. No, yeah, definitely. It's, like, almost impossible for me to put effort or energy into anything that isn't me digging deeper into stuff that I'm excited about and creating content. And like just the other day I was doing a meeting with like an advertiser, one of the, you know, I'm sure you meet with these business guys all the time that you're trying to get money out of or whatever. And like, I just, I can't put myself in his shoes. There's a guy who wakes up every single day and just tries to make as much money through all these different businesses, none of which he has any like real amount of passion for. He just, he's into business. And that's sick. And I look at that and I have a lot of admiration for it, but my brain doesn't really work that way. So speaking of digging deep, you're an adult film star. Yes. And let me be very clear. I have been exploring how we can create a partnership with Hollywood Unlocked, OnlyFans, because, you know, I feel like sex work has has just revolutionized in the last few years with OnlyFans and the boom during COVID, right? Mm -hmm. um, now, you've been doing it for how long? I started in 2016. I was on like premium Snapchat before OnlyFans. And then I joined OnlyFans in like 2018. Okay, I only keep Snapchat for all my premium Snapchat people that I like because that really is like the low-key dirty trail. You're a subscriber. Well, I don't. Tr I try not to subscribe to things because I don't want my credit card to be linked to them. I don't okay. want my fingerprints on shit. So <laughs> I go I go and find the fans who want to give me free access. I ain't going to lie. But that's the only reason why I keep my Snapchat. I hate Snapchat other than okay. that. But Snapchat, premium Snapchat. Okay, so... 
when so you went from there to OnlyFans. When did you two connect on the porn shit? Because I didn't even know you did porn until I went to your studio and then I came back and started doing all the research. I'm like, damn, y'all are out so here. So we started seeing each other and I still had like a regular job. And I someone had presented me with a premium Snapchat idea and had like 50K on Instagram. So they're like, you'd probably make, you know, 30K a month just starting right off the bat. And I I, I had just started seeing him. I was just some girl he was dating. We weren't like in love or anything. And he was like, yeah, I would do it. Why not? And so... I quit my job and, and we and I started doing premium Snapchat and we started seeing each other and I was taking nude selfies, but then I was like, oh, well, it'd probably be better if I sucked the dick on camera and this was the dick in my life. So he kind of got co-opted into being a porn star just naturally, you know? Wait, so you, wait, wait, wait. So you guys are having dinner one night and it's like, why don't I just suck your dick on camera? Like, you had never no, done porn? No, we fucked and took pictures naked on our first date. Like, we were kind of crazy from the get-go. She, we, we FaceTimed this mutual friend of ours who was an attractive woman. We FaceTimed her while she was giving me head. And we were having, like, a full conversation while I'm getting dome. And this is, like, the second night, I think. No, this the, is the first, first night. night we ever hung out. Yeah, yeah, it was the first night. Yeah, we were just kind of crazy. And it was more like, especially in the beginning, it was more like we would just go out to the club and drink and do coke and hang out with chicks and just end up hooking up. And then, oh, we're going to pull the phone out and film some stuff. And then in the morning, it's like, oh, shit, we have a crazy banger 20-minute video that we're yeah. probably going to have to do something with. Yeah. And so you had never done porn before this idea no, but, but I was like an aspirational character where I was, as soon as I started to get a little bit of clout on Twitter or whatever, I was DMing all these porn star girls. So even before her, there was a couple different porn star chicks that I was kicking it with and they were introducing me to different drugs and everything. So when she decided to get into porn, it wasn't that foreign to me. You know, I was already kind of in the mix a little bit. And it's interesting because I find more times when I talk to people who do porn, the man approaches the woman about the idea. In this case, it was reversed. Kind of, yeah. And she actually has said that a few times, that she's glad that I wasn't the one who introduced her to porn because then she would have always felt like maybe I was the reason why you went in that direction yeah. in your life. So, And I'm glad about that, too. So it's Yeah, awesome. he, like, I started to do the, the premium Snapchat thing, and then he was on YouTube, so he was like, we got to get you a YouTube channel. But he never tried to convince me to do porn. He was trying to convince me to do, like, the, all the social media stuff because I was super late to social media. But she never yeah. made any money on YouTube because her content was always too risque. <laughs> yeah. So me, if I had told her, hey, I'm going to manage your OnlyFans and take a percentage of that, that would have been pretty smart, although I feel like at some point you would have probably managed to weasel my, me out of there. Yeah, you shouldn't take one. She's a little bit more business-minded when it comes to the porn side of things, whereas I'm really trying to just, like, hang out with WAC 100 and whatnot. Right. And the Selena Powell's, because we're going to talk about all the viral clips that we've taken from your platform to share on ours that have gotten us all types of hate mail. We love all of it. All right, so, but I love it because this is a digital media empire, whether it's YouTube, podcast, platform, social media, social media, porn, OnlyFans. It all is still in the same ecosystem of mm -hmm. online media, right? To, to us, it's indistinguishable because I'll go into the office and do two interviews with rappers back to back and then pop in and do two episodes of Plug Talk and have sex with two girls with her. And like, granted, it takes different levels of energy out of me to do each one or it's like... Wait, you're doing all this in the same day? Yeah, oh yeah, all yeah. the time, yeah. Wait, how, Adam, how... You're 39? 39. Okay, well, you six years behind me. That's a lot of fucking energy. yeah. I'm Where do you here. find? Okay, you mentioned coke. Are you doing? You don't do drugs now. We haven't I, done drugs in like yeah. five years. Yeah, I still smoke weed a little bit, but that's a, that's not a drug. You, <laughs> so okay, when you got into porn, before you got into porn, you were a nanny. I was a nanny. I uh, helped kids with special needs. How you go from autism 
to ass shots? Like, what is the what is the process, the journey to getting from that? Because nanny is because you're giving me nanny right now, but you could then play naughty nanny on camera if you wanted to. She's an amazing mother. I mean, I was a nanny and I had gotten like a a check for a workers comp thing because I messed up my uh, wrist at work and I wasn't even in the sex industry, but I was like, I want a BBL. We're blaming blaming this on workers comp. We're we're blaming this on a BBL that I just, (laughs) I was a nanny getting a BBL. Why would a nanny need a BBL? I don't know, but I just like had a BBL and then I had this girlfriend that I just met and she took me over to this party one day. And it was for this social media company and they're nothing. I don't even want to mention their name. But I basically just started working for them because I just wanted to switch gears mm-hmm. from working with kids to doing something else. I had my degree and everything, but I, I didn't had no idea how to switch industries. Um, and then from there, I learned all about Snapchat because the company was good with Snapchat. And it kind of just evolved from there. Yeah. And so now, uh, you, so now, do you consider yourself an adult film star? I don't like the word star, but I would say I'm an adult performer. Okay. Yeah. Porn star kind of like infers something that doesn't really exist that often these days in terms of like like the whole like industry. the Ron Jeremy's of the world. Yeah, like the whole industry is so much uh, more transparent now that there's it feels like there. I feel like adult content creator is a better yeah. term to use because porn stars like those are like the award winners. But right? I do like, find myself saying porn star even though I kind of don't feel like a star. Well, but because of how big your visibility is, both of you. I mean, you all—if you want to do something, AFN or, or all that—it's AFN, right? The adult film, whatever that adult film. Oh, AVN. 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 If you wanted to do stuff there, you could. We won podcast yeah, of the year last year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, you have a big enough profile. Mm. No pun intended. <laughs> All right, so so you get together. You're not a nanny, but you have a BBL. You're now with <laughs> this guy. You have Plug Talk. Plug Talk is a podcast where you interview people and then have sex with them. Mm-hmm. At the end, yeah. More or less. So do you know that every guest coming in is going to get banged out at the end? Always, yeah. Yeah, they know. That's part of the conversation. Yeah, it's a sex scene. It gets confusing sometimes because people like, someone's PR will reach out to us and they're like, we want to get our client on your show. And I'm like, okay, we are fucking at the end. You need to know this. Do not book them if they're not down to get fucked on camera. Do you really say that? I mean, they have to know. Because that's a part of the show. Yeah, it's part we've of the show. We've had girls show up who clearly had no idea when we said, like, oh, yeah, like, so when we do the sex part, and they're like, what? Sex? That's why we yeah. asked for your STD test. Like, why would else would we fucking ask for that if we're just going to talk to you? Mouths are open behind all cameras over here. <laughs> so when they submit, like, I don't know. I'm at an age now where, like, I have fucked so much privately that I have to mentally be into it, too. You yeah. Do you have a mental, do you have to have an emotional desire? Not emotional. That's wrong. Um, do you have to have a mental desire to want to fuck this person? Or is it literally just work? Adam doesn't need much to get off. He can get off from anything. But for me, yeah, if I have a better conversation with a girl on camera and I'm really feeling her energy and she's like bubbly and stuff, she can go from like a 7 to a 10 to me. Or like I could be like maybe not excited for the day, but then I start talking to her and she's a really great person. Then I'm like, yes, I want to eat her pussy, you know? For I, me, I, it matters a lot. There's been days where we did two scenes back to back where one of them, I could tell that she was so not into it. And I'm not into it and we're just doing it anyway. And then the next one, two hours later, is like a girl that we have great chemistry with, great conversation. She's objectively hot as fuck. And I'm watching Lena eat her pussy for 40 minutes, like just going crazy. And, uh, you know, it, but but even the ones that we're not overjoyed to be doing, we still, you know, got to thug you're, it you're out. eating her pussy for 40 minutes. You must be a snorkeler or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's me. I love women. Yeah. I mean, I don't love women too, but I really love women. Yeah. Wait, so have you ever been in the plug, um, what is it called? Plug what? Plug, plug talk. talk. Yeah. The plug talk podcast, knowing you have to end with fucking a person that you know 
in the interview, you just don't want to fuck them? We wouldn't book them. I mean, we book all the girls. So okay. I have to approve every single girl. So I just try not to b- approve the girls that I don't want to fuck. You know, that's a nice thing about choosing your own productions. Yeah, but sometimes they'll come in and you sort of realize partway through, like, oh, man. Like, the con- <laughs> like she looks good in her pictures, but her, her personality if is If she just- would have just shut up, just plugged, not talked. <laughs> well, they need to talk. I mean... That's the whole point, right? And we use all the podcast clips to promote the scenes. But if they're quiet and like, why are you, why did you come on a podcast? Now, because of the industry we're in, I mean, in terms of protecting yourself, because making sure people are like, do they sign releases? Like, I'm going to sign, okay, then I'm consenting to fucking. Everything. And there's always a conversation before the sex. Like, what are your do's and don'ts? And sometimes it's simple. Don't pull my hair. I'm wearing a wig. And sometimes it's like, I really hate this, you know? I have sensitive balls. Always have to tell the girls about out of sensitive balls every time. I had a BMX bike accident where the seat came from behind and just whacked me in the balls. And I had blood in my cum for a couple of days. I, every day that, I have to explain okay, this, this to This conversation woman. has never been ha- had here at, at the Jason Lee <laughs> Show. You know what's so crazy? I'm going to share confidential, not confidential, openly. I have sensitive balls too. <laughs> and, I, and I always, we're the sensitive ball club. Hell yeah. And I always hook up with somebody that wants to suck my balls. I'm like, where did you come from? Just go to the gooch, stay there. That's even a, uh, you know, I'm not a bottom. I don't want you licking all of my ass and shit. But I don't like people touching my balls either. Oh, that's great. Then. And the or porn same, girls are confused because on set, like especially if you're doing a threesome, one person handles the dick, the other one goes down to the balls because there's barely limited space right there. But yeah, we always have to tell the girls, like, just lick it. And I feel like they don't hear that that often. Because girls like doing tricks with it, like a ping pong ball. They'll be like, <laughs> you know, and they let it <laughs> pop out of their mouth and shit, you know. That right there hurt me. Okay, <laughs> are there people in there filming you guys? Or are you filming it? Yeah, we have a filmer. We have a filmer, yeah. So all this performing's happening with somebody walking around stepping on cables and cords and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Nah, like I can't. This, yeah. He's watched me fuck like a hundred girls. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. So do you know how many people you've had sex with? Not 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 just before before porn, just in total. I think that before her, I was at something like three hundred, and I feel like we've fucked at least two hundred girls together. So I'm probably like well into the five hundreds. And you're not using protection. No. Are you on prep? Do you guys even know what prep is? God protects me. No, is that that AIDS thing? <laughs> it's the shit that they take that makes it so you don't get AIDS, right? Yes, I took it today. Yes, it's that AIDS thing. <laughs> I never heard no, of I'm it. No, I'm not on that. Wait, you say God protects you, but you're playing because you're atheist. Yeah, I'm just kidding. But Wait. we get tested every 14 days. Everyone in the industry has to get tested. We pee yeah, in a cup. Yeah, but you don't get- want that. That's a test you don't want to fa- Like, you can go to DMV and fail a test. You can fail a test at fucking Rite Aid when you're trying to get your blood pressure checked. But that one, I, I'm... Definitely no pun intended afraid of that one. But the adult industry has a crazy good track record with yeah. AIDS. There's only been a few outbreaks over the years. But then they all die. So, I mean, kind of harsh consequences. <laughs> it's the honesty for me. <laughs> Wait, so, okay, so you're atheist. You don't believe in God? Uh-uh. You never have? No. Well, when I was actually, when I was little, yeah, a little while there. So when you're when you believe when you're an atheist, that means you don't believe in God, but that doesn't mean you're a Satanist, you don't believe no. in the devil. So do you believe in the, do you believe there's a devil? No. He doesn't believe in anything. No. Yeah. So you believe we just die. Didn't get swallowed and popped out and then now we're here? I don't believe it's uh reasonable for me to think that I would be able to figure out where we came from or what's gonna happen once we're gone. Mm. So I'm I'm kinda agnostic to all that. What do you believe? I don't believe in anything either. I think we just die. I don't think there's anything after. I don't believe in heaven and hell and all that. You don't? Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Interesting. Well, people um, are going to say, oh, that makes sense. No wonder. wonder." Well, (laughs) everybody's going to judge. This is what we learned. I'm sure you know. I'm sure you know. When you're public, regardless if you're in sex work, whether you're in podcasting, when you have an opinion or you do things that you like that other people don't agree with, there's going to be people show up with opinions. Mm -hmm. These are typically people who aren't happy with their own lives and can't live out the Mm -hmm. things that they do behind closed doors in public. So I don't really care what the commenters say. So I believe in God, but that's me, you know. Uh, all right, um, so you guys get together. The nanny got the BBL. He's no longer <laughs> in the bike shop. He's running the internet in the hip-hop world. She, uh, she's um, bringing girls to plug talk and getting plugged out. Now, you both decide that, and this is the thing, you both were not married until recently. Yeah, we got married in May. But you've been dating for what, how many years? Seven years. So you've been pretty much married legally in the state of California. I guess, yeah. Living together, had a kid, did most of the marriage things. You just had the wedding and then made it official. Yeah. And then you celebrated by allowing, I'm not going to say you allowed her, you decided to and you supported her having sex with a man without you for the first time. Mm -hmm. Because I'm trying to break this down right because I did my research. You guys have had threesomes before that had other men involved. No. Never. Well, one time. One time. One time, but not on camera. But it was off camera. Before off camera. we were dating, very early on, we had a little bit of a party night, and we got a little bit wild, and one of the homies jumped in and provided some dick, yeah. <laughs> it was very early. It was before our- I knew that we- I was going to fall in love with yeah. her and all that, you know? I lo- See, this is what these are the best interviews where people just talk. <laughs> and this is why he's successful, because he just says the shit the way that we're supposed to digest it, though. But this no was a secret. Intended. Like Adam and I never talked about that night until very recently. Like we were just like we did that thing a long time ago, and then we kind of just once we fell in love, it was like we don't talk about that. And night even anymore. my friends who knew about it, I knew that they knew about it, but they never mentioned it yeah, to me because they one were of his friends. So. Kind of yeah. how you, or me or off, mentioned yeah. to anybody else. That's how you know they're your friends. Yeah, I never yeah. heard about it really. But is it the honesty that makes your bond so dope and so good? Is it that you both can be honest, transparent? You can just say what it is and. And you both embrace the the truth of it all. Like, what is it that makes the connection? Yeah, I mean, I think I was attracted to him in the beginning because of his honesty. And, like, I have always kind of been like that, like an oversharer in my life. So I feel like it kind of worked. And, I mean, even through this whole process, like, it wouldn't have worked for us with me sleeping with somebody else unless we talked about it every single step of the way, Mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like a lot of guys out there are living with some degree of anxiety all the time because they think that their girl might be cheating on them. And I feel like the fact that I had enough confidence and faith in her to be able to go and take a gigantic BBC without me was in large part because I don't have that anxiety. I'm not worried about our relationship. I'm not worried about her going and fucking around besides what I allow her to or what we agree on, you know? So that's why I think that was not that big of a challenge for me. So you all had the threesome with a friend that jumped in one night before off camera, nobody knew about till recent. Then you had all the girls pre and post plug talk, whatever. Yeah. Then you do your own thing with women. Yes. And then you get married and before your honeymoon, you have the, is, did you even go on your honeymoon yet? Yeah, we did, we did. Yeah. We had the, all Before the BBC or after? We went on the honeymoon before. Okay, so you go on the honeymoon, you celebrate the wedding, now you're legally connected for life, you're back, you have the conversation. You, you, was it your idea or yours? It was, say, it was my idea. Yeah, she but. suggested it. She's, she's more connected to what the people really want to see in her OnlyFans messages yeah. and everything like that, which was kind of what sparked the idea. 
Now, some people were saying, like, you know, people are skeptical. They say, like, this is all a publicity stunt because they're saying your OnlyFans or your online searching or whatever, whatever, however you measure success, had lowered. Like, your your clout in the porn game or whatever had started dropping and this was something that brought it all back. Now it's on everybody's tongue. Again, no pun intended. I mean, people said a lot of things. They said that we couldn't afford the wedding and we needed some money. I mean, everyone has their own narrative, but for me, it really was like, how do I vary my content? My content has been the same for so many years. And I kind of have always wondered like how successful would my first video with somebody else be? And I actually, for a moment was like, what if I do this and nobody cares and I don't make any money off of it? That would be so sad. And we I briefly discussed yeah, that. And I, yeah, and I can't believe that was even a thought now because obviously it turned out to be so successful. But... Um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that I was doing this to like revive my career. Mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted to see what would happen. Have you seen it change since you did it? Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I would say that, that this is like the best selling OnlyFans scene in OnlyFans history. She went from like Pornhub number one hundred and thirty-five to number one in the course of like a couple of weeks, and well, that's let's and, it up for that. And, and that's that's and, and like, look how proud I am. But that's that's without her actually releasing any new content on Pornhub because the scene that she filmed, she put out on her own OnlyFans, and it wasn't you know posted on Pornhub. So that's pretty insane. So how does that work again? For and I'm going to get back to details because I know a lot of you are like Jason. Don't go off on a tangent. Get lost. I'm coming right back. How does all that work? So you guys do a video. You pay him for the scene? So I did not pay Jason for the scene. I did content trade with him, which is what is like sort of the standard when you do stuff on OnlyFans. Um, I've never hired male talent, so I didn't even think about like, let me pay Jason for a scene like a company would. So I just said to him, you can have the scene too. I just want to release it a week before you. Yeah. Because I had paid for the production and it was my first scene with somebody else and he understood. So we, we that was our terms. Um, but yeah, I started promoting it like two and a half weeks before the drop date. And then, Which was the smartest thing she could have done because that gave two weeks worth of hype where we could make memes and do content about it and, and, and just build up all this hype and drama around it because even before she put the scene out and made money from people actually purchasing, purchasing it in the DMs on her OnlyFans, she already like... I mean, basically tripled her, or no, way more than tripled, like 5X'd her OnlyFans subscribers in the course of a couple weeks in the lead up to it before it even came out. And then it goes crazy all over again once it comes out. So, I mean, I I never would have thought to like hype it up and tease it for a couple weeks, but it ended up being like the best thing she could have done, you know? So did, did it make six figures? Oh, yeah. Way more. Really? Yeah. From one scene? Oh, yeah. That's why when girls are like, oh, I'm going to go do my first anal for a company. If you have a big name and you're planning on doing that, don't. Like, you should always do your firsts in porn for yourself if you, like, already have a fan base. Because if I had shot that for a company, they probably would have paid me, like, maybe max 20K. But that's, like, a joke. So how did you find Jason? Because I've met Jason before and I've been trying to remember where I met him and who I know him through. But... Where did you meet him at? How did you meet him? I know Jason because he used to work for uh, under Vixen all the time. He's like their big star. And I had done some stuff with Vixen. So I'd met him maybe like four or five years ago at AVN. And so when we were picking the guy, I was kind of like, okay, who has a big social profile who would have like the most impact on the drop, I guess. And so Jason was what we came down to. Why a black man? It didn't really matter to me that it was a black man. I was, like, considering a white guy and one black guy, him or Jason. And so Jason ended up being, like, the person to get back to me soon, the first, 
person to get back to me. I didn't even know if he was available because I thought he was retired. Um, but yeah, I didn't realize how big of a deal Wait, the black was factor retired was. Retired because he was old or just because he just I think he had end. left and been in a relationship uh-huh. and then um, I wasn't sure what his status was. So I just messaged him like, hey, are you retired or could we shoot? And he said, we can shoot. In retrospect, it feels like we were painfully naive to how much the racial part was going to be a factor in it because we didn't really think yeah, about I didn't that. Know that at all. We are colorblind, Jason. We don't see color. We view everyone equally at all times, and apparently the rest of the world is not quite as woke as us. Right. So, did people think that you all specifically? pulled out a BBC out the drawer somewhere. I mean, like, you wanted that because it was a black man. Did they, people think that? We never had that conversation. No, I was like, Jay, okay, so all the girls, they talk in the industry, right? Like, we all know little things about the guys. It's like, I'd never heard a bad thing about Jason. He's super nice, super respectful, a gentleman, whatever. So, and I knew him in person, which I can't say that about a lot of dudes. So he just made sense to me as the obvious pick. But everyone's like, oh, I can't believe you let her fuck this huge BBC, which I don't, I don't even feel comfortable using this terminology. But yeah, it was just like, we know this guy. Let's shoot with this guy, you know? Yeah, and because we, uh, back in January, when we were at the AVN Awards, we ended up doing like a joke TikTok with Jason just coincidentally because he ended up being at this event and it was like something where I I asked him who's the hottest girl here and he like put his arm around Lena and walked off camera with her and I sort of stood there and went like and I was like faking it because it was a joke for the TikTok and then it got like 10 million views and then there was just a shitload of people asking for that kind of content Mm. ever since. And so did you meet with him before like what was the process of coming to the decision? It was solely your decision to do it or with him? I mean he had to say yes and even like leading up to it I told him like if you don't want me to go tomorrow or next week or whatever just tell me like up until the moment I'm walking into the shoot you can like we can say no like let's call this off but I was the one in touch with Jason um like, I know yeah. him, but I wasn't, like, chatting with him in the lead-up to yeah. it, yeah. And so after you, when you go there, you shoot the scene, and then the scene, the scene is shot, and you go home, what's the conversation like over dinner? I was trying to avoid talking about it. She brought me. There ain't no way chicken. you go and get a black dick and don't come home and talk to your husband. There's no way. Yeah, we talked about it. She was trying to avoid talking about it, and I was like, all right, let's hear it. Give me some details. You know, I, I just wanted to feel, like, kind of prepared for what the conversation was going to be like publicly or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because you want to know, like, was it rough? Were you choked? Were you spit on? Were you, you asked all that. I didn't ask those questions, but I asked questions that probably would have involved her revealing the answers to those questions, yeah. So while you're having sex with women, are you ever, have you ever gotten emotionally connected to women that you're having sex with? Maybe like we became a little bit better of friends, but not like romantically. Okay. So you're able to completely shut that out. I think if anything, Lennon would probably prefer that I was a little bit nicer and warmer to the girls because a lot of times it's like I'm just sitting there just smoking and staring at Twitter up until the moment that it's like, okay, it's time to fuck. And I'm yeah. like, ah, all right, let's go. And, uh, and then once he, he nuts, it's like, bye, see ya, I'm going to go smoke some more. Peace. Yeah. And so while you're there having sex with uh, Jason, I haven't watched the whole video. I did see a little bit of it. And he's on top of you. Were, was there any moment where, what was the moment where you said, I'm going to swallow, I'm going to eat it? I mean, I just feel like that's what you do in porn. Like, you don't just leave the nut somewhere. You do something with it. Like, it's kind of standard, but everyone's like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. Like, when out of nuts on my ass, a girl comes over and, like, slurps it up and probably spits it in my mouth. Like, that's just what you do in porn. <laughs> it wasn't really a thought process. It was just natural. Like I'm going to tell you what I love about Lena. <laughs> Because she really is giving you, like, 
but third I'm grade. Wrong. She's like, giving you. Sinner. She's giving yeah. you third grade teacher on the day off. <laughs> but then when she opens her mouth, it's so filthy, and I love it. <laughs> uh, isn't she something? Yeah, she's dead ass like, am I going too far? Is Adam gonna yell at me after this? Mm. <laughs> Listen, it's the raw honesty for me again. No pun intended. I don't think I've said no pun intended, but I mean every pun I say on the show today. Okay, so. There was a lot of people online that had something to say about you eating it. Was it because they are expect they're thinking of you as a wife, thinking of you, or, or it, just the controversy of the whole moment has created such a conversation? Like, about like it? how am I going to tell her to do a worse job on the set? If anything, when it came out, you know, there was a lot of people who seemed like they wanted it to be a little bit more intense or a little bit yeah. more you know doing different stuff, freakier shit, whatever. So it's like I couldn't really be mad at like her just kind of doing stuff to make the content hotter, right? Or like more appealing to the audience. It's like when she went there that day, like that was the idea, right? It was to make something hot that people would want to see and that people would want to talk about, you know? If she went in and did like the most boring possible sex scene, I mean, that's not I was good happy for anybody. Because when I got the trailer, I showed it to him and he really liked it. He was like <laughs> watching it over and over and over again. Together, we watched it together Wait, while we were how, fucking. How was that? It was cool, man. I was fucking her hella times in a row watching it and yeah. shit. Was I was great. like, I was like nervous to send him. I was like, hey, I have the trailer. Like, do you want to see it? And he was like, so because yes. I was in Vegas at the World Series of Poker, and so I'm sitting there, you know, looking at my cards, and then this like, you know, just surrounded by geriatric old men in this <laughs> poker tournament, and then she's sending me this, and I'm kind of like trying to figure out like what's the angle that I'm looking at this so that nobody else is gonna see it, and like I do that when I get dick pics on the plane. Yeah, like, yeah. I always feel like somebody behind me is gonna see it, and how do you explain to somebody in 4F <laughs> that like the dick was sent to you? You know, yeah, you gotta put the blinders yeah. on the screen. It yeah. Happened to me last night. Okay, so. You see the video. Have you watched? You watched the whole thing by now. Yeah, I mean, I think every time we watched it, we were like kind of hooking up. So I ended up kind of <laughs> flicking through it a little bit, but I've seen all the positions and stuff. Yeah. So Jason's dick is bigger than yours. You've talked about that. You didn't feel there's no um, ego lost in that. Well, that might be an exaggeration, but uh, definitely, you know, it's it's okay because like the example that I would give is that we've done scenes with girls with bigger tits than her, bigger ass than her, whatever. Girls who give, you know, insane heads. Like, her, her head's very good, but we've done scenes with girls who have, like, insane jaw-unlocking mechanisms. Like, and, you know, she's watching me get head that, realistically, maybe she feels like she's not as good at giving head as these girls. See girls ride like crazy. I'm like, my hips don't work like that. Yeah. Like, I'm and happy I mean, for them, you know? So, I mean, who am I to begrudge her having a, a, this, a slightly the, the, bigger dick? The way dick. you all have normalized this conversation, <laughs> did this take practice or what? Because I, I haven't found one person that would just let me sit around talking about people riding me. <laughs> or sucking my dick or whatever. Okay, the first time I watched a girl give him head that I realized was like way better quality than mine. Yeah, I was a little sensitive. But then I saw it happen over and over and over and over again. And I'm like, this is our job. We have to enjoy it. We have to look like we're at the very least enjoying it. So It's, it's like if you were a boxer, your first boxing match, you're going to be like all nerves, freaking out beforehand. And then I'm sure if you have like 80 fights by the end of that, like, you know, a career's worth of fights, it just feels like another day at the office, right? This is not another day at the office. <laughs> so you're, she's a Gemini. How do you deal with a Gemini? You guys are crazy people. You seem more comp. Like you seem more. We don't know anything about zodiac signs. Yeah. Do you even care about the zodiac shit? No. Okay. So zodiac either. and Jesus. Oh, God. I just love people looking me up and down. Like, oh, you're a Gemini. I'm Ted like, Cruz is the zodiac fuck? killer, right? Is he? That's what I heard. I don't know. Wait, Ted Cruz isn't he a congressman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Anyway. All right. And the serial killer. Okay, so now, Jason, this is the part that I have a problem with. And Jason, you know, I, my name Jason, your name Jason, that's the only thing we got in common. Mm-hmm. Well, two things, I'll save everybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> y'all niggas know. Okay, so Jason does his job. Jason gets paid. Jason gets to share the content. But now Jason is all in the news doing interviews about the scene. Is this clout chasing? Is this wanting to keep the 15 minutes to 16 minutes? What is it? Or is it part of the marketing plan? During this whole process, like he was praised. Everything about him was positive. He got negative feedback. I got negative feedback for being a cheating wife or whatever, right? And everything to Jason was great. And then the scene comes out. And people who are not familiar with Jason's like sex style were probably expecting him to like destroy me and ruin me and whatever they expect from people who do porn. And he didn't do that. And I think when he was getting that feedback, he started, you know, trying to come up with some answers like, oh, I had to go easy on her because this, this, that. Before we even started the scene, we do our yeses and nos. And I said to Jason, you can grab me however you like. I don't mind. And he said, I'm not like that. I'm not going to do that. That was the conversation. But then I think, yeah, he just couldn't handle the feedback that was like, oh, So well. his ego got involved. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so none of that was planned. And I was pretty disappointed in it, to be honest, because it was all like a very positive experience up until that moment. I was like, Adam does not deserve this. Like, But the controversy keeps the conversation going, which keeps the searches going, which keeps the money coming in, which it is good for business. It is good, but also like we were thinking about doing more content with him. And after that, it kind of just left a bad taste in their mouth. I was like, you know, you, didn't, say, you, you didn't, can't say a bad one. taste in your mouth on this show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, sorry. What did his cum taste like? I don't know. No, because diet, diets do change. I've, I've had, I've, I could look at a motherfucker in his face and go, you're eating Taco Bell. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was Taco Bell cum, no. Mm. I've had girls tell me my jizz tastes like McDonald's, so I feel Real, like... Like, not a Big Mac, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what Mac I can only have this conversation with Adam and Lena, so please, if you have a problem with it, go fuck yourself, okay? <laughs> okay, so he doesn't go away. He's in the press. And were you all talking about doing a threesome together? Yeah. Potentially, yeah. And just more like social media content, you know, just other stuff to keep it going. But now I'm going to find me a different penis for my wife. You're not. Yeah. Really? Yeah. We're like kind of doing interviews or just talking to a few different dudes, trying to figure that out. Would you ever on Plug Talk now start change up the content where you bring another guy in and you do that. That's the idea. That, that was yeah. the idea of what we were going to do. Because see, I know how yeah. your mind works. I, You know, what y'all need to understand, Adam is, he, what I learned about Adam when I went to do his show was it wasn't just about Adam. He had other shows, other sets, other people doing things. And actually, it made me really think about how I'm doing my thing at Hollywood a lot. Because the one thing I'm getting tired of is everything. I'm tired mm-hmm. of being on every show. I'm tired of doing every interview, like I want to be able to put other people on and just create that network. So that's what we're evolving to. And I've looked at your model as being a very successful one doing it. So I get it. So I was wondering, like, is the expansion of this now like, okay, well, now you're known for bringing all the girls. Now you can even make it more hot by bringing in dudes too. And yeah, I don't know if we're going to do like a whole different series where it's just us fucking with a different dude and her over and over. But like, you know, definitely it's cool that we can kind of switch up plug talk and do some different stuff yeah you know? like we just did this one big step and everyone's like wow this is crazy and but we're still taking it slow on on our end like in our personal lives you know we're not just trying to jump to do everything now because this is all very new it, it would be so easy if we were just some like couple that didn't really give a shit about each other that had been dating for six months and we decided to mm-hmm. sort of create this whole like image of, of of whatever's going on but in reality you know we're, we're married for real we have a kid for real like we own a house together 
we are really plotting on our future together. So it's, you know, we're trying to just make sure that we make all the best moves. Do you have an OnlyFans? I don't have my own OnlyFans. I've kind of thought about it, but well, I don't know. If you I, launch your OnlyFans doing the first scene with her and a the man, then your shit blows up. Now, both your OnlyFans, then you create an OnlyFans war. I don't know. I just went 10%. Yeah, that is kind of one of my worries is like, okay, well, if I have my own OnlyFans and I'm booking girls to come do content with me, are we going to end up in a little bit of an OnlyFans war for who can get the most dick or vagina on a daily basis i'm not sure you're competitive by nature and both of you i mean it could actually are you in therapy i have to ask this because i'm in therapy as a couple who's navigating making lots of money independently making money together having the kid having the home having the marriage now having this and then all the external noise in your relationship are you in therapy i've been in therapy for like three years now so we've done a couple couple session with his therapist but it's not like a consistent thing mm. yeah but Definitely, I, I'm very thankful for therapy. Like, I mean, in terms of just like understanding what's going on in your brain and figuring out where you're at in life and what you need to be working on, to me, it's been massively uh, helpful. So, know. in your journey of being sober, or not, well, weed, I don't see it as a drug, but in sobriety from all the other drugs. So, you did cocaine. What else did you do? Uh, there was one night I did meth with this girl for like, you but know, two days me. straight. Yeah. And, uh, but I used to do I used to do coke and I used to you know pop Zans and drink lean and all that fun stuff. But for sure at 39, I don't think I got it in me. Mm. Somebody slid me a Norco the other day. That had me feeling real good. What is that? Oh, I didn't tell you. What's a Norco? It's like a painkiller. But then you feel like drowsy. A little bit. So yeah. somebody drugged you. Well, he placed it in my hand. He asked me if I wanted it and put it in my hand and then I put it in my mouth. So I wouldn't say he really drugged me. Yeah, no, he didn't. But hey, the other day when we had sex and I lasted a little bit longer than you probably would have expected, it's that perk dick. All right. Have you ever used Black Rhino? I have never. I, I only use the supplements that advertise on our podcast, so no, I have not used that one. Got it. I, if you can get a Black Rhino deal, I want to put one of those in all my friends' um, uh, what are those stuffer things at Christmas you get? Oh, stockings. stockings. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things like I fucked one of my friend's boyfriends for like four hours. It was a marathon situation. They were having problems. I ended up helping them out of their relationship um, wow. with that. What a legend. But um, it's one four of those things. Hours. That, yeah, you can't take that if you're going to get on a flight because your dick is hard the whole flight. And then you're tucking your dick. So it's like a trans moment. Um, yeah, you got to be careful. I beat off in the bathroom on the flight before. Yeah, that's normal. Oh, but does it go good. down after you come? No. No? Wow, that's really? a problem. And that's some over-the-counter shit. That's not even uh, that's some prescription. Three ninety-nine from a motherfucker at Seven Eleven. Damn. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. No, I do hear dudes talk about the rhinos all the time. Yeah. Well, they may not have a rhino, but it makes them hard for a long time. Right. Okay. So uh, you've had a lot of controversy in the work that you do, as I have. People have criticized you for the work that you do in covering hip hop because you're not black. Uh, they say I'm not black either. That's probably the Ricky Ricardo hair. I don't know. My mom, my dad, they mix whatever. I feel like there's a appetite for the content that we all create, who creates it and what we look like. I don't know that it necessarily matters. What is your thought on the controversy or blowback that you've gotten from people? I know Joe Budden's had a lot to say. Dame Dash had a lot to say. What, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, to me, it's like I'm just having conversations that I'm interested in. A lot of the, the music I've been listening to my whole life has been like aggressive rap music and you know all of a sudden you're 39 and you realize that people consider you a culture vulture for just liking the same shit that you've been listening to since you were a kid and you know that's cool like I, I don't really 
begrudge people those opinions. You know, I've, I'm just somebody who's always been a participant in one way or another in the culture, but not in maybe the most traditional way since I am basically from the suburbs. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't really like think that that's an unfair criticism. Like if people don't like the kind of content that I do and I'm white, then they want to blame it on me being white or blame me for being a culture vulture. It just kind of is what it is. I don't really get super knee deep in those arguments just because I don't really take them that serious. Yeah, I don't invest in, I, don't, I understand the argument, not necessarily per se you, because I feel like when people want platforms, new artists like a little people or a triple X or whatever, they're looking for access to share their music or share their story or share their experience. And a lot of the mainstream or even urban platforms won't even give a look to some of these people that mm -hmm. maybe you are, say, Cheese is giving or even Vlad or Hollywood Unlocked at times. So how do you, do you just shut all the noise out or do you label everything as noise? Do you hear it? How do you digest or do you just say, look, I got a job to do on to the next story. I mean, I try not to like remove myself from the conversation too much because I do want to be able to basically have these conversations on camera if someone's going to say something about me. But like at the same time, there's, you know, constantly I'll see a video that's like, you know, 20 minutes long with a couple hundred thousand views and it's about me and I'm just like, whatever, I don't fucking care. You know, mm -hmm. so it's like, it just becomes too much and I'm not going to like go to work, you know, yesterday I did three podcasts, today I'm doing three podcasts and it's, I'm not going to just go home after that and then watch a bunch of YouTubers videos about me where they're all saying the same fucking thing over and over. So, I mean, I watch a little bit of that shit, but for the most part, it's just kind of in one ear out the other because... You know, I'm having a good time. I'm doing content that I like on camera with people that I like. So all the criticism just kind of, unless it really seems like it rises to the occasion of like, oh, this is an interesting conversation. There's a lot of people who want to have the same fucking conversation over and over and over and over. And a lot of times the conversation about like, well, you have drill rappers on your podcast and you ask them about their lyrics and, and who they have beef with. It's like, I feel like this, this conversation's already been done. Like, who the fuck cares? Yeah, because I, I feel like that's the same criticism Vlad gets. I mean, I was on Vlad's platform. I enjoyed his platform as much as I've enjoyed being on yours. I didn't walk into your studio saying, oh, he white, he can't ask me nothing about the hood. Well, shit, you interview me about my book, you're, you interview me about my life, that's a part of my story. So I, didn't, I've, I never really understood that. When you look at what Vlad does, if you even look at what Vlad does, do you understand the criticism he gets? Or is it the same thing? To me, Vlad is maybe like a better interviewer than me. And so I think that that's probably, and also he was the first one through the wall. Cause you know, Vlad's been doing this content for like 15 years or something. Whereas I've only been doing No Jumper for like seven years, uh, seven, eight, eight years. And so, you know, his interview style is more precise where he really wants to map out the exact details of what happened in a lot of different situations. And so sometimes that can give the vibe that it's a little bit like a police interrogation. Like a deposition or something. Yeah. So I, and I think he knows that and he gets that and he's in on the joke. But I mean, that's just, if you know Vlad, that's the kind of guy he is. He's yeah. very sort of neurotic, wants to be in control of every little detail, wants to, if you have a conversation with him, it's usually a pretty orderly conversation that like hits I mean, on. he's sitting there with the laptop with the questions and he's going through it very, yeah. yeah. And he will do things that I won't necessarily do where if someone makes a statement and Vlad doesn't know if it's true or not, Vlad will like pause the interview, pull out his laptop, look up whatever you just said, and then be like, oh, okay, it says right here that this, this, and this happened, which I appreciate him having that level of, of detail to his stuff, but I think also that's a lot of the stuff that gets him kind of the reputation. But then at the same time, Vlad was doing clickbait interview, not even clickbait, but you know, extremely accurate titles 10, 15 years ago at a time where it was normal for 
even the best interview to be titled like The Breakfast Club featuring Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. You know, Vlad would have like a five-minute clip that says Jay-Z talks about this, this, and this. And I mean, now that's the norm, but he was the first one doing it. So he kind of like forever will take the heat for being, you know, the interrogator. Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite interviews was with Vlad. I mean, I thought it was very thorough. Um, your style is pretty much like mine. I, I mean, I have my research, I have my notes, but I, that doesn't guide the interview. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel the vibe. So, and, and I mean, it goes back to everybody's style is whatever it is. And ultimately, I feel like whether you're getting trashed online, whether you're getting praised, I don't do this shit want everybody to go, oh my God, you're the best. Like, I don't give a fuck. As long as, if you show up to hate on me every video, great. Mm-hmm. Keep coming back, bitch. All right. Um, you, what about you? So you're like all this noise online right now. I don't think you've... Have you ever had this much controversy? Mm, I mean, maybe a little bit, but like, I don't know. This time I didn't take any of it seriously. Like all the feedback was to me kind of stupid. It's like, how dare you do this to Adam? Because <laughs> Adam was there every step of the way. Even now, if I post any photos on Instagram, all the comments are like, you're a fucking cheater. And For I'm the like, record, I wasn't literally there, though, because I had to listen to a whole chunk of the Joe Budden podcast where they talked about how I filmed the scene and how I was there. And I'm yeah. like, bro, you have a huge platform. Could it kill you to do a little bit of research? I was not there. I was at home playing poker on my computer, you asshole. But it's like... Like, I was like, hey, I just messaged Jason. Hey, this is what Jason said. Like, he was involved, you know? So I just didn't take any of the feedback seriously. Um, I guess one thing that has happened from all this is like, you know, now I'm a mom. And so everyone likes to make everything about the fact that I'm a bad parent because of this, which I just completely disagree with. But because there's been so much more public attention to us, I I think we're going to stop sharing our kid. Like, that's like the one thing that has probably come from this, you know, cause I've always been like a YouTube vlogger my whole career w- with him. And so when I had a kid, I would just like do vlogs with her and I have a completely safe for work TikTok vlog page where me and my daughter are hanging out. Cause that's what 99% of my life is like. And so unfortunately now I'm thinking that I probably won't do stuff like that anymore. Right. Because people can't separate the fact that mm-hmm. you've chosen a path to have a very successful career that provides for the kid and that you're a great parent because yeah. you're doing this. Yeah. And, and right. Adam never gets that sort of feedback, really. Like, it's mostly about me because about, I'm, well, I'm the mom. When it was just me fucking tons of other girls with her, nobody ever said like, oh, like, you know, you're a bad person or you're a bad parent because your kid's going to see this someday. That never really came up that often. And then she does one scene with a dude and like it becomes, oh, my God, you guys are the worst possible parents your kid's gonna freak out like our kid is gonna have to have a very serious conversation at some point in their life to be like hey mom and dad are naked on the internet oh and on top of that you could find five thousand fucking videos on youtube that are about what a piece of shit your mom and dad are too it's just like at some point you got to explain to your kid that you know you're a public figure and that there's a you know yeah i just went to the mall with you and i had to take 30 photos but for every photo I take, there's somebody who doesn't like me and they might not reveal themselves all the time, but you know, our kid's gonna have to understand that at a certain point. But I think we want our kid to have a very normal upbringing to the best of our ability. So given that we have like a way bigger level of attention on us right now, uh, not posting our kid anymore seems like a pretty obvious decision. And I think once we have another kid, Probably, yeah, those photos will mostly stay in the, the family group chats and not on social media. Well, what's a normal upbringing, though, when you live an abnormal life? I mean, if you're if you're Beyonce and Jay-Z, and you and don't attack me for saying Beyonce and Jay-Z. No, we're kind of like them. Oh, my God. Okay, right? attack them for that shit. I, um, I, no. If we ever see Beyonce swallow on camera or eat anything oh. on camera, I'm sorry. The beehive is going to fuck somebody up. I can see it. But... Li- <laughs> <laughs> 
Adam wants all the smoke. That's what you said. I know. I was going to say, I'm over here like, no, stop, please. Don't involve me in this shit. I'm going to the Rock Nation brunch. Go over there to, yeah, and please, I want to come to the brunch. Jesus. Damn. All right. Um, I forgot what you just made me feel. You just fucked me up. Now I forgot what I was going to say. You start thinking about the Rock Nation brunch. No, but what is a normal upbringing when you have an abnormal lifestyle? Like Jay-Z and Beyonce's three kids are not going to have a normal life. There's just no way. Your daughter already has a Grammy. She's dancing on tour in front of 90,000 people a night. Her friends are probably Barbara Streisand's grandkids or whatever. I mean, I don't know. Like, Don't you think people need to stop policing people's parenting? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I just like don't agree with the fact that like I don't think that any of what I've done in my career is immoral. But most people think that what I'm doing is immoral. So we're never going to be able to have a reasonable conversation because I believe I'm living an ethical life. I pay an insane amount of money in taxes. I like don't feel like I'm doing a bad job as a mom. I'm like very involved in my daughter's life. Like we have help and we have nannies and stuff, but it's like 95% me. And the only way that I can afford to be so involved in her life is because I have this job where I get to go a few hours a week, fuck my husband, make a ton of money, and then come back and be a good mom. Do you tell the nannies, don't get a BBL and go into OnlyFans? Or, or <laughs> Me and like- my nanny have never talked about my job. I feel like she knows because I have like a ton of vibrators and stuff, but we just, it's been a few years and we just never talk about it. Really? Our housekeeper yeah. does have a BBL though. Delete that. <laughs> My housekeeper, she has a thing, and I know she probably watches the show. She has a thing for finding like sex toys in my house or lube and stuff, and she makes it a point to sit it in a place that I know she saw it. Mm. Which, I, but we never had the conversation. I feel like she's just too involved in my sexual life at this point. Oh, and she puts it right next to my prep pills. Yeah, that is one thing I like about our housekeeper. She doesn't seem to take any interest in our life. She's never had the porn conversation or been like, where are you going when you go somewhere in the middle of the day? I get all dolled up and then I just leave. (laughs) Come back, half my makeup is off. No one says anything to me. (laughs) Hey, so, okay, so Joe Budden, you mentioned him briefly. What do you think about Joe? I mean, we just recently pieced it up, but are you? Uh, I mean, you know, I always had uh, like a, a lot of admiration for him and everything. And, you know, recently, like I went through a little bit of a cancellation, like, you know, sometimes happens. And Joe, I had it scheduled for me to go on his amp show. And he, like, I canceled it at the last minute because I just didn't feel like doing it. And he like kind of begged me to, to do it. And even like a couple of different people that are sort of advisors to me, people in the industry told me, don't trust Joe. Like, if you go and do this with Joe, like, he's going to fuck you over. And I actually thought that we were friends and thought that I could trust him. And instead, he just kind of took it as an opportunity to sort of, you know, rub rub dirt in the wounds at a moment that I was already kind of down in terms of having to just deal with a lot of bad press and stuff. And I thought that he had my back and he, like, quite clearly didn't. And I, I came to understand that that was basically because I went on his podcast at one point and it was, like, me versus him and, like, three other hosts and, you know, I basically wiped the floor with him when he tried to hit me with the whole, uh, you know, don't you ask too spicy of interview questions. And even in his Reddit at that time, there was a poll. And I think I got like 80% of the votes in terms of who took the W in that debate. And I think Joe was salty about the fact that I fucked him up on his own podcast and all of his little homies. And so he basically like took that opportunity when I was already down to shit on me. And that just really made me view him differently and just sort of understand what he's like. Now, I can't escape the fact that I still listen to his podcast and I respect him a shitload as a broadcaster. But I think like that moment for me was what made me kind of understand why so many people are Joe Budden haters, because he definitely has a shysty gene in his body right there. 
Adam, please promise to come back. <laughs> <laughs> you and I both sipping our I got to like... keep it a thousand. We're on Hollywood Unlocked, but this man. Is the, but this is the deal. When I go to your platform or I go, I feel like just being honest, as brutal as it may feel, I mean, it makes you feel good to just tell the truth. When you were going through what you were going through, was that the stuff related to the Kevin Samuel stuff or was it, what was it? It was just, you know, there's just always old shit from back in the day where different girls have said different type of shit and everything. And oh, it's just, the, the claims know. this, okay. And the host and stuff. Oh, and also that was when AD and them left the channel around that time, too. I, I didn't even get to, okay, I'm going to ask you about that. Because I, when I went to your show, AD was there. And right. AD, you guys had your own thing. I mean, you guys were killing it. And this is, again, the model you have to look at. You just look at these podcasts. You're on killing on Snapchat. I, that's where I started really seeing Snapchat originals and wanting to explore that world. We never really figured that out, but you you had that figured out with AD. But I'll get back to him in a minute. The um, sexual rape or sexual assault or whatever, the claims or whatever. People don't understand this business, especially now with cancel culture and the internet. Anybody can say anything. We just mm. today on Hollywood Unlock posted Kevin Spacey, who went through... Like if you don't know who Kevin oh Spacey, my God, Kevin yes. Spacey is, he's one of my he was one of my favorite actors. I, I even started to get caught up in all the online shit he had. The show, um, what was the show he had? Um, uh, House of Cards. House of Cards, one of the best shows ever on Netflix. Got canceled as a result of I'll say these claims that came out of nowhere. But he's been going through the ringer. People saying that he did this, this, and that. And the court of public opinion since to, uh, seems to matter more than the actual court of law that was established for us to right. go through processes. He just was recently found not guilty, and he's already lost so much. You and see my man walking out the courtroom looking like Boosie. Kevin Spacey just beat the charges. I couldn't believe that because I always, I always felt like the the stuff that I had read about Kevin Spacey just really seemed badly sourced. And so, in my case, very very similar. Where when I signed the deal with Atlantic Records, boom, I get hit with a with a rape accusation from ten years ago by an anonymous girl that I used to date. I had never heard anything like this from her at all. And then all of a sudden, some journalist just managed to get her to say some shit. Her identity has never been revealed to the world. I, you know, I know who it is. But, I mean, it was just, it, it was crazy. Like, once I kind of got into a position where the labels were fucking with me, where it just, you know, they tried to throw that shit on me. And it, it, there's no corroboration. They don't have, like, a friend that but the she sad told part is back you don't in the even day have to have it anymore. To, like, you can look... Yeah. You can lose everything. If you didn't own your own shit, like, yeah. and have your own shit going, that's why I always tell people ownership is really freedom. You're telling me, yeah. Yeah. And so when you go through something like that, you thought that Joe would help you through that? Well, I was supposed to go on Joe's show, and I just thought that he was going to be more cool about it because even, like, me and academics have had a, a sort of up-and-down relationship over the years, but when I first got hit with that accusation that I just told you about, academics, who barely knew me at the time, I go on his Twitch, and he does an interview with me about it, and he asked tough questions, but he was ultimately, like, making it clear that I was somebody that he fucked with and that he didn't want bad for me. And when Joe did that... He really went out of his way to like, you know, try to just kick me when I was down, which especially coming from somebody like him, who, I mean, if you want to do your fucking Googles on Joe Budd and do your homework, I mean, we could find a laundry list of women that said he beat the shit out of them. And I don't, I, I've never even thought about hitting him with those accusations. In the middle of that conversation, I could have easily flipped the script and said, okay, Joe, let's talk about this, this, and the other thing. And, uh, you know. I, I didn't even consider hitting him with that. Maybe mm -hmm. I should have, but... But did you? Did it ever dawn on you, like, you have your own platform. You don't need to go on anybody's platform to talk about it because you have your own. Because that's right. where I'm at now. Like, I'm over fuck interviews with people who want to try to dig into who I am, bitch. 
if you want to know who I am, right here, I got my own camera. You have like your own setup. Like, are you there yet where you're like, fuck, I don't need to do anybody else's platform? Quite often, but then, you know, you do, why do you do other people's platforms? Because you respect them, right? Yeah. For the most part, because it's like, yeah, you would do some, some platforms if you do the Breakfast Club or if you go on the news or whatever, you're doing it because they have a big audience that you don't have and you're hoping that people discover you through it. But even me going on Joe Budden's AMP show with 400 live viewers, it's like, this is not some gigantic fucking promotional opportunity. I just figured I would like clear up some shit with him and I thought that I was going to get a certain level of grace that he apparently didn't think that I deserved in that moment because he had a grudge against me because, again, I whooped his ass on his own platform. So, you know, we talk a lot of shit. We are similar. I'm the gay Adam. Oh, yeah. You uh, see how she just gets quiet when I start oh, talking yeah. crazy? I'm like, I love it. I love Ooh, it. I'm not involved. So, do you ever think about safety doing what you do or what you all do? And as public as you are with all the crazies in the world, like, do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, like, at No Jumper, we have security and stuff to make sure that, I mean, it's not really, like we're really even super worried about people just showing up. We're more worried about the, the guests and the hosts getting into it, you know? But, uh, yeah, and I, I make sure that we're very protected at all times. Mm. But yeah, I worry about his mouth. We're going to move on. All right, so AD, what happened with that? That's the homie. I, how did y'all fall out? Um, to me, we didn't really fall out. I just, I removed him from one of the, like he was on multiple different podcasts on the network. And one of them is the Tuesday show, the No Jumper show. And there were at the time we had four hosts and he was one of the hosts. And I kind of felt like our relationship had run its course on camera and he wasn't he was also like streaming on his own platform and he was doing three different shows per week and then doing also like two different shows on no jumper to me i felt like he had uh you know kind of burnt himself out and the the chemistry just wasn't really there anymore so i had a conversation with him about wanting to remove him from the tuesday show he basically took offense to that and decided to leave and take a couple of the other guys on the channel uh with him and I don't really think that AD has like an evil heart or that he's like a bad guy or anything. I think he just basically had some some bad voices in his ears that were maybe a little bit more concerned with how they could benefit from the situation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I don't throw any uh, hate his way. You know, he, he was a big part of the brand for a couple of years. But, you know, we're moving on. We already got we got the show with WAC 100. We got a bunch of different stuff, some new hosts coming on soon. So, like, you know, we're, we're doing great. We're, we're not hurting at all for views. We took a little bit of a hit. And I went on that honeymoon during the middle of when all that shit happened. But, you know, we're doing great now. So, I mean, and he's doing his own thing. And you guys are still cool or where do you guys stand? I don't know. Yeah, I think we're cool. <laughs> he might. Uh, he got mad because I had this uh, other rapper from Compton on the podcast. And he was basically saying that he would fuck AD up. And I think AD's mad at me for engaging him in that conversation but yeah, it whatever. goes down over there at no jumper yeah see i can't really get into the hip-hop shit because that shit would have me all this shit would have me paranoid i, I wouldn't be outside mm. i would be at church i wouldn't even go to church <laughs> i'd be online churching it because i just you just never know like when you look at rappers like um pnb rock. rock like shit randomly happens anywhere i mean it's almost getting scary to go outside all right um and so the you had Krishan and uh, Blueface on your show. They came over there right after they were uh, here, mm. kicked all types of shit, broke TVs and all that. When all this is going down, like Jerry Springer style at the No Jumper, do you ever wonder, like, what the hell? Or this is great, keep the cameras rolling. See, I wasn't even around for that one, because I like the security picked her up and carried her off stage, 
I would have probably just let it rock and just let it get even more messy. So I mean, he I loves guess, it. I guess that's why it's good that we have security. But yeah, I was on the other side of the room doing another interview. I didn't even know any of this shit was going on. I walk out after two hours having a conversation with some nerd, and they're like, "Yeah, like this and this and this just happened." I'm like, "What the fuck, dude?" But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's all fun. Like we don't really have any like interpersonal host drama anymore, which was kind of like the defining thing of the AD and T rel era at No Jumper is that there was just constant turmoil between the hosts. Whereas now I feel like we have a little bit more of a solid thing going. Although we also have hosts that can't be around each other because they want to kill each other. So that <laughs> kind of goes against what I just said. But you know. Well then you had the one guy knock the other guy out cold straight right in the middle of a conversation. I don't think he knocked him out, but he definitely punched him he in the face the like fuck 20 out times. Him. Yeah. So what happened? Where do you go from there? Just come back and let's try it again? Yeah, I couldn't really, I don't know, like, he was on some pimp shit. Like, we got a couple different guys on the channel who come from a pimping upbringing, and that's one of the rules of being a pimp is that you can't call a pimp a bitch. <laughs> so I got to respect that. Yes, I'm a CEO, but I'm also in the streets, and <laughs> I, I, I couldn't really judge him for that. Um, would you guys ever have a threesome with Selena Powell? Sometimes we do find areas that we disagree on because for me, I personally want to do it for the money and whatnot. I She's like a little worried about being. I like fuck women who want to fuck women, and I don't think Selena likes fucking women. Maybe her mind has been changed, but when we talked about it a few years ago, she's kind of like, oh, 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 and like, I love women. I, I don't want to feel like I'm making a girl eat my pussy. I want her to want to eat my pussy. You know? I don't think we've ever had pussy said on this show this many times, right? Really? I'm gay. I don't talk about pussy over there, but we love pussy. Great job. Mm. Um, aren't you surprised she's not dead yet, though? She's out here living her life, man. Long live Selena. God um, forbid. Oh my God. This Selena. Yeah, for me. Oh, that that's Selena. That too, was yeah. a good one. Yeah. No, I mean, for me, I, I, I maybe, maybe I'll get my Jason Love on, go get a hotel room, me and Selena get get. Hey, I will with film it. you guys. Like, I will do it. If really? that's what you want, I will film you guys. I will make sure her hair is pulled back while she sucks your dick. I'll make sure her nails don't fall off. I got you, baby. I don't know if I want her to be my hall pass now that I'm thinking about it. But I have yeah. offered him hall passes, and he just no, keeps telling me, those are the no, hall babe. passes. I used to forge hall passes when I was in school, and those are the ones that get you in detention. Selena Powell <laughs> is a detention-issued hall pass. <laughs> For sure. <sighs> I don't right. like fucking girls without you, babe. But also, yeah, you fuck so many girls. Like, you don't even deserve a hall pass. Mm. I can see that argument, yeah. So many girls. That's why I don't really feel the need to, like, oh, yeah, that would be so fun if I go spend a Friday night with this chick. Like, what are we going to do? We're going to watch a movie? No, I'd you rather can't hang watch out a with movie you. with a girl. You can just fuck a girl. You cannot watch no, a movie No, but I'm going to have to, like, if I'm going to drive all the way over to her side of town, I'm going to have to fuck her. Then we're going to watch a movie. Then we're going to no, fuck again. No then I'm coming memes, home to you. No movies. Okay, no. so, just oh, no movie. No. So I just got to walk in the door and just start fucking and then no, I leave when I come? You to watch a movie with another guy? Hell no. I'd exactly. Yeah. This is what therapy looks like. And you know what else? <laughs> How do you set your kid up for this interview? Like, okay, we're going to watch this interview where we told Jay. That's why we're flooding the zone. We're going to do so many offensive things and so many ridiculous interviews that there will be no way for her to possibly wade through all of it. Although someone will inevitably make a compilation that she will probably (laughs) view. Yeah, Yeah, just cliff notes. Wait, there was something you teased that knowing a secret on Jason Love that you haven't said that he doesn't want to know. Well, it's not. It was not the fact that fake watchbusters just exposed him for having a million dollars worth of fake watches. It was not that. 
That we got is, into a fight because I asked him not to post that. See, I'm very I didn't nice. post it. My social media team, Jason, I know you know what this is like. The hey. social media team has their own velocity. Keisha did it. They, velocity. Have, <laughs> they have editorial and social freedom and uh, to yeah. do their job. They, they posted about the fake watch collection. I don't know anything about watches, so I can't, I can't confirm that. But in terms of exposing him, I abide by the porn code, which is much like the magician's code, which means that if you're doing some funky tricks... I would never expose you. Now, I feel like Jason kind of went against the code because he was talking a little too spicy about my dick, and I don't appreciate it, but I'm not going to go and, and say whatever I could say about him and his work. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to keep that, the nuclear secrets in the back of my head. But if he it's wants not the, the smoke... It's not... Well, he wants the smoke, Adam. He's been calling... I mean, he's out... It, I feel like when somebody lights the little flame and they say they want the smoke, I feel like you bring the inferno. So Bow. Adam is in the hip-hop industry, and yeah. I'm in the porn industry, and Adam has burned some bridges for me by being spicy. So I've made him promise to lay low and, you know, just play nice because it affects me. Okay. I would never go start a hip-hop beef for you. My freedom <laughs> of speech has been greatly limited as a result of and my And I've already lost relationships. But yeah. I'm okay with that, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, this is, I'm primarily, this is her lane of work my stuff is more diversified she's she's more focused on this one income yeah. stream so i gotta be careful about what i say however if it goes down i'm going nuclear all right he doesn't have any gay porn out there that we don't know about if anyone has access to that i would love to know about that because then i would have even more nuclear secrets but no i do I not feel know like he that. doesn't i feel like it would have been like exposed at this point everyone's been talking to him about yeah it. he don't seem zesty mm. So Kai Sinat, this streamer online, he's huge. Uh, well, he's 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 not huge, or I don't even know if he's that huge. But uh, his fan he, base is huge. His fan base is huge. Has said he wants his shot, and I think you said yes, or both of you said yes. Was that just fucking with the internet? Yeah. Yeah, we were just fucking around. If, if she, Kai wanted to make a real porn and let me film it, then we could talk. Well, that would be a conversation because <laughs> that might actually one up the payday that uh, you just had. But nah, in general, like her. It's the same thing where, like, she doesn't want me to go fuck around with some intern that I just met when I was off visiting some some media company or whatever. She is going to, if I'm going to sleep with some girl, it's going to be an actual professional adult talent. Like, her her shooting the scene with Jason was not coming from a place of, like, oh, my God, I just need to have a new dick inside me. It was coming from a place of, like, oh, I could really run up some fucking money off of this. If she just wanted to have a different dick inside her, it would have been like, oh, okay, maybe Friday night we're going to get a babysitter and we'll go. I mean, this sounds zesty as fuck, but like me and you and another dude in a hotel room without, without cameras sounds weird. With cameras, I get it. I would let you fuck another girl off camera. But I'm like, I, I've watched him fuck so many women that I'm so Wait, desensitized. But why? Okay, but now that now you're married, it has nothing to do with business. You're okay with him having sex with somebody just... For fun? No. If I go to Vegas... No, that, that was a, her question. Yeah, she, if I meet a stripper in Vegas and I fuck her... If she's tested... Oh, hell no, she ain't and tested. And you're never going to hit her up again? Then I don't care at this point. This sounds so much more liberal than so many of the conversations we've had in the past. I just like... That's you, my understanding is that's the exact kind of thing that she would be fucking furious about. I remember when she really told me, like, so you, you understand, if you cheat on me, I am going to leave you. But if you told me, like, hey, I met this girl, can I fuck her? Right. And she's clean and whatever, then I don't know. At this point, I don't know what's happened to my brain. I just don't care. I think the Sometimes thing- I'm tired and I want the other girl on Plug Talk to just fuck him. And I'm like, no, I'll just the sit there. The thing that would bother her more is the fact that I'm off doing whatever I'm doing with this girl. And then meanwhile, she's 
hanging out of the house without me. That's what would piss you I off. I guess I would want to be involved. Yeah, I'd be like, do you, do you feel with all the sex that you all have been desensitized to what sex, I guess, is supposed to be or mean or, or is it just that it's just fucking now? I mean, I feel like our sex is so different than sex on set that I'm not desensitized to it. Like, I still want it. It's very different, you know, when, when you're performing we have sex, on camera. Yeah, when we have sex, we are a whole lot of missionary, whole lot of her riding me, whole lot of eye contact, yeah. making out, sucking titties, rubbing buttholes. Just, it's much more like an expression of love. Whereas, wait, so, wait we, do you eat ass? You eat his ass? Yeah, sometimes. Rarely when it's clean. It's clean about an hour to a day. That's what I've learned. So Antonio Brown is out. He's not invited to the party. Man, he's a buster. He's not invited to the party at all. Mm -hmm. What'd you think about when he did that whole Tom Brady shit where he did made the picture, the album cover of him in the house with Giselle and Tom's kids, and Tom was outside after Tom Tom and Giselle. I have very limited sports knowledge, so this is the first time. Tom Brady, you know who Tom Brady is. He actually brought A.B. back into the NFL, got him on the squad with him. A.B. lost his position, then went out of nowhere after Tom, when Tom and Giselle fell out and were getting a divorce and did an album cover of him in the house with Tom's kids with Giselle while Tom is on the outside. So people thought he was trash. That is so fucked up, yeah. People thought he was trash for that. He's a full-time troll. He's probably got a really good social media manager. I doubt he's thinking of all these amazing ideas himself. That's mm. an awful idea. It's not amazing. That was well, mean. Well, if you want to get attention, it sounds like it would get the job yeah. done. But yeah, that sounds shitty. But now he's in the conversation because it, is that just cloud chasing? Yeah, I think he was just you know looking for something to get people talking, which I guess it worked because it was like a one sentence uh, tweet that said, "I got next at Adam Twenty Two, and I was like, "Oh wow, that's a hell of a shout out that I got this afternoon." Thank you, Antonio. I don't really know. Shit I would have just re- I just would have re- retweeted and said. On my show, you're invited. Is that what you're at? Like, are you? But I didn't even do that. His team reached out to my team and said, "Hey, Antonio wants to do the interview." My publicist says, "Okay." Adam says, "Cool." I got my little team working on coming up with some good topics and stuff. They say, "Oh, he wants five thousand dollars." I said, "What the fuck?" Wait, to to do the porn? No, to do the interview. Oh, to be interviewed? That's what I'm saying. And I offered him some money for like you know hotel and travel or whatever the fuck it was, but. Giving you five thousand dollars when you just tweeted at me telling me you want to fuck my wife, so I was I rejected that. I don't know why he needs five thousand dollars when I googled it and it says he's worth twenty million dollars. I'm not sure how real that is, but Jason's making a face. I'm just gonna move right along. <laughs> What's your relationship with Andrew Tate? I had never spoken to him before uh, us hopping on stream with him, um, but. It was weird because the way that people clickbaited that conversation, they made it sound like Andrew Tate fires on Adam 22 and tells him how disappointed he is in his relationship or whatever. But then in actuality, the conversation we had was very measured and rational where he was basically like, I I don't worry about what people do in their private lives. But he did say that he thought like maybe we'd have some complications in our private lives as a result of our thoughtery. But I mean, he was pretty cool, all things considered. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he's banned from all social media. I mean, I don't know how... He's people... still on Twitter. Well, Twitter's... Everybody's Nazi on Twitter. Nazi world over yeah, there. Yeah, it's X. Literally X. Reminds me of American History X. Go watch that shit. All right, um, I got you guys gifts. Go ahead and open it. You guys have your own wrapping paper. Fun sex toys Silicon here. Silicon ball gag. Which is whoever you guys have sex with in the past. Gag them. In the future, gag them. I want that for me. Yeah, you might come home and I'll be just rocking this. A cock ring for you. This is a cock ring. No, that's a <gasps> penis pump. No, didn't, didn't you say you wanted one? 
Oh my God, you were like the best friend I've ever had. I, I've been talking about this for like a year about how I wanted to try one of these out. And now I'm going to actually find out how it works. Holy shit, this is sick. Okay, just pump it up. We're fucking tonight, so please use this for a little bit beforehand. It's right. in the calendar. You might be on the bench for a little while because my shit's about Making to be huge. Making marriage work for dummies. <laughs> we might need that. Well, no, it seems like you got, based on the conversation, you already figured out a way to make it work. There's therapy happening. There's lots of sex. There's inviting people in without emotions. Wow. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, again, you know, I don't feel like you're dummies. You figured out how to make your marriage and your relationship work. I mean, investing the right amount of time before you get married, figuring out how to have independence before you get with a man and be dependent on him, having your own money, but having a woman who has her own. Co I mean, parenting in a household of love and then having nannies to do the, not the work you were doing, but doing the work uh, to take care of everything so you can focus on building a legitimate future for yourself. I mean, like, who, there's a lot of people judge y'all that ain't doing that. They just live very different lives. I mean, our lives are not traditional by any means, but it doesn't mean that they're not like healthy or safe or supported. It's weird because it's really hard for people to understand off that. Off camera, if you remove the on camera stuff, our lives are very traditional and very boring at this point. It's just we kind of do crazy shit when we're filming porn, I yeah. guess. And it, it kind of made me understand like the Blueface and Krishan model, which is like for them. They're, you know, violently assaulting each other, beating up each other's family members, et cetera, and the world can't help but stop and watch. Whereas with us, we've never been messy with our relationship. We always agreed early on that we weren't going to use our relationship for content and that no matter how mad we were at each other, we weren't going to sit down and record a YouTube video talking about each other, which is kind of like standard influencer shit these days. Um, but I think we realized through this whole thing is that all we need to do is kind of push the boundaries of what we can do in our relationship sexually and that the world is infinitely fascinated by that. So I guess, you know, we'll just... And you have to understand in the porn space, like what we just did is not even something to talk yeah. about. It is so vanilla and everyone in the porn industry is just looking like, how the fuck are they getting all this attention for this? We all do this. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all parents and wives and mothers and whatever. And we, our husbands fuck people and we fuck people. And like the fact that it went viral to them is kind of nuts. I mean, I know what I know. The bag got to be crazy. And listen, I have to also honor your work, um, Adam. This is a, a the Mandingo Hall of Fame award. Um, clap it up, y'all! Clap it up because you've earned this. Now, I haven't, you know, because I know Adam. I didn't go search his dick to know if he's earned it completely. This is usually based on size, but it's an honorary one based on um, you having such a penetrated impact in the industry okay <laughs> no but we wanted to give you this uh we'll put your name on it and everything but here you have Sweet. to look at the camera and actually give an acceptance speech oh yeah well i would like to uh thank everybody who was involved in me winning this award i've always been a massive fan of not only this platform but also the eggplant emoji <laughs> and it really takes me back to that one migo song that i can't remember the name of in which quavo referred to this as a purple pickle and i always <laughs> think about that and how amazing that is that Quavo got to whatever point in his life that he thought an eggplant was a purple pickle. But Well, congratulations on it. Thank you. Now, we were having a conversation. Should we give it to him? Should we give it to him? And Rob, who's in the back gagging right now at this interview, was like, <laughs> yes, it's big and girthy. I'm like, Rob, please stop ex uh, describing Adam 22's dick to me. Yeah, it's I could use one. some of this girth. That's, that's some girth. You got a good one, baby. Thank you. 
Okay, now it's time for some games. Oh. All right, well now it's time to play some games. We now are gonna play Smash or Pass. On this side of your chairs, there's a paddle. It's really simple, this is pretty obvious. You're gonna have the paddle uh, next to you and you're gonna do as you want. If you see the, the name that I put on the screen and you wanna smash it, you can put smash and if you wanna pass, you could say pass. This game is messy as hell and online. I see millions and millions of comments about it. All right, here we go, the first one. Kodak Black. He is a man. <laughs> Would you allow him in this situation? Hell no, he's a molly head. He's, you know, I don't want anybody who's like out of control of their behavior like that. Plus, he's coming off the Six Nine soundtrack or the the Six Nine collab. But if you're friends with Wack and Wack's managing Six Nine and he helped put that together, where do you stand with all that? I can't let somebody who's hanging out around snitches fuck my girl. See, I'm just giving you content. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next one. Mia Khalifa. She could get it. Who is she? Super famous porn star. She did a porn wearing a hijab, and it was a bad idea. Yeah. But she only did like 10, she's famous 10 15 scenes, and then she disappeared off the scene, but she's still super popular on social media. Yeah. Did she disappear because of the hijab clip? Probably, at least in part, because ISIS was really coming yeah. for her. Yeah. I don't think she's allowed to go back to the country where she's from. Wait, they were going to kill her? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. She got threats. She's super famous because of it. Did she yeah. do it on her OnlyFans? No, no, no. This is like way before OnlyFans. <laughs> so yeah. she didn't even really get to benefit from it the way she would have exactly. had she done it on OnlyFans. Yeah, I think she has an OnlyFans though, but it's like not nude. But yeah. Mm. She came into the game right before the game sort of switched to OnlyFans. So she probably is kind of resentful of the fact that she could have definitely made millions off her content if she had just been, came into the game like a few years later. I don't know. Mm. I don't think she really likes sex work, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. Damn, Mia. Okay. <laughs> well, you can get smashed over here. All right, the next one. Andre Morho. Now, he says he's bisexual. I don't know who that is, so I'm just going to pass. I don't know who it is either, but he's a dude, so. <laughs> he's the one that had sex with Jeffree Star. Ugh. Didn't Kanye bang Jeffree Star? You know what? Move on to the next. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Kylie Jenner. She could. Oh, wait, yeah. smash. Yeah, you got to. You got to give it to Kylie. Sorry, Travis. You guys would make so much money with this. I mean, Kylie Kylie would do good on OnlyFans. Yeah, definitely. She, she's already a billionaire. I don't really see it for her, but yeah, she definitely could make some money. But if she was like putting Kylie lip gloss on while she was giving head, it would be great for marketing. Listen, if she needed to make a couple extra dollars, I'm sure she would just go do like another Versace photo shoot or some shit. Like she got all kinds of opportunities. Yeah. We're out here in the trenches. <laughs> You gotta fuck random guys to get money, right? <laughs> random guys. Damn. Okay, well then the next one's probably all the way out. This is a man too, by the way. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a I'm pass. pass. But you can get your makeup done. You can get free makeup kits. You can probably do a collab. There's a whole nother line of revenue there. It's almost like having sex with Skeletor from He Man. Yeah, he kind of. Because I don't me really a know. Yeah. Him yeah. or Shane Dawson. Who was that? Never mind. Okay. The next person. Now she's hot in the streets. Sexy red. My pussy pink. My booty hole brown. <laughs> that eat me out. Yeah. No? What do you think about her career? She's kind of out of here now, right? I love her. Yeah. She's great. Have you had her on the show yet? I was supposed to a couple weeks ago, so I'm just laying in bed next to her, just watching her music videos on my phone, and I see her ears start to perk up, and she's like, oh, yeah, this is my shit. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, man, I can't wait until uh, our kid takes her nap so I can listen to Pound Town a few yeah. more times. It's too catchy. You can't listen to it around children. 
They'll start singing it. <laughs> oh my God, my kids singing along to Pound Town would kill me. Oh, it would. The internet would be on fire. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. can't happen. Okay, and you know people like to call CF. Is it CFS? Or CDF, whatever it is. Y'all like calling them people. Where are your kids at? Mm. All right, speaking of kids, th- these two are getting ready to have one. Blueface and Krishan. Would you do a four-way thing? I would be so scared that Krishan would, like, hit me during the threesome or foursome. But, uh, yeah, Blueface is cool. I met, <laughs> I, met uh, I met Krishan before the fame, like, when Blueface first met her. I met her, like, a few days later. We did a vlog. And I walked in the door and I said, like, oh, shit, you still missing a tooth? And she told me she was going to beat the shit out of me. And that was within, like, two seconds of meeting her. That being said, she do have a nice little body, so she could definitely get it. But I feel like if we were going to hang out with him right now, it would be with Blueface and Jaden Alexis, his baby mama that he's currently back with. Messy, messy. Stewie, they call her, yeah. Now, if all five of you have a situation on camera for OnlyFans, out of here. Is he fucking on camera for OnlyFans, or is he just doing the content? No, but he's released nudes before. Has he? Yeah. What's he packing? He's, he got the Mandingo Hall of Fame where actually this or bigger. Yeah. yeah, it was bigger than that. You know what? I would launch, I'm saying right now in front of everybody, I would launch an OnlyFans if uh, Blueface was the first person to collaborate with me. So I you're basically like, not launching one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like his crypt status might prevent that from happening. Yeah, no, they'd kill me. Yeah. Okay, um, what about this one? This could be a fast one because she's a Swifty. Oh, love Taylor. Not really too aware of her music, but she looked pretty good. What would you do to Taylor Swift? I just want her to write a song about me and sing it to me, and then I'll just orgasm. She's going to a Taylor Swift concert alone. By myself. Yeah, Yeah, those people are. We have a friend named Jill. They are fanatics. I don't know what she does to these people. It's something in the Kool-Aid. She's great. Yeah. No, she's spending like $4,000 to go see Taylor Swift by herself. That Jason money, I can afford it, so. Mm. Not me, the other Jason. The other one, yeah. Okay, what about, um, maybe you could rip the plastic off since you're not wearing condoms. Lotto. Oh, she is so hot. Oh, wait, that's Lotto? I thought it was Black China. Okay, smash. Lotto does not look like Black China. (laughs) A lot of girls of this ilk kind of look similar, don't you think? What? Adam, go hide. City girls, they all sort of blend together to me. I don't know. No. He said it. Adam wants all the smoke. He I'm really smoking out. So embarrassing. I'm just being myself. That's just how I actually feel. No, I thought it was Black China. Keep it up. You're doing, you're doing a great job. No. Both have been. They're going to kill you for that one. They definitely are killing you for that one. He doesn't care. All right. What about this one? She's been in the news. Suki with the good coochie. She can get it. But she likes somebody to like shit on her. She was on my show and said she wants to be shitted on. As long as you get her hair done afterwards, you can shit on her. Would you ever shit on anybody? No. Her? Yeah. I'll drop a hot dookie on her. Yep. Just, she just, if she, hey, if she wants it, I can deliver. Now, the thing is, is I do all of my shitting around eight o'clock in the morning. So she's going to have to come over and probably be in makeup at like four in the morning if she wants to look the way she's going to want to look. Cause I'm not trying to shit on her when she's just wearing a bathrobe and <sighs> no makeup or anything. I need her to come through looking like a dime piece. Suki, I'm going to put these two clips together <laughs> and you ask for it. Okay, <clears throat> the next one. I'm not allowed to say smash. <laughs> you can't fuck the ops. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's the op. You didn't see that clip from Rolling yes. Loud back in the day where he smacked my hand? Of course. That's why we put him in here. Yeah. <laughs> this is how we do our shade. But now he has Megan Fox. He took Megan Fox from her husband, so maybe he's a changed person. Yeah, he tried to beat some guy up at the OC fair the other day for Megan Fox. Mm. You see that clip? No, I don't see. really. You're not tapped in right. Not with MGK, no. 
No, yeah. I mean, his, his body really has like a skeleton type vibe going. And I feel like even if you're getting money like the way he is, even if you're dating Megan Fox, you got to have it in you to say no to the belly shirts, no matter how many of them are presented to you by your stylist. But this motherfucker stay with a belly shirt. And personally, it's like you might want to. He, he's trying to like test the waters with the rap shit, right? You see him. He did a Doughboy freestyle. He did a YBN Cordae freestyle. Bro, you got to get rid of the belly shirts. But do you think he's trying like the metrosexual rap? What is it? Is it, it ain't like, gonna work? No, you can't be white and doing zesty shit. He can't get cornrows either, because if he gets cornrows, then we're gonna have a problem. Yeah. For sure, he needs somebody around him to tell him not to get cornrows. <laughs> do not get cornrows. Okay, next. Wiz Khalifa. That's a BBC for real. Are you sure? Yes. How do you know? Well, I mean, the workout videos online, I mean, it's... Is it like a print? Yes. Oh, okay. Man, the most random girl ever that I know called me one day and was just telling me that Wiz Khalifa nutted in her. And I'm not going to lie, like, ever since then, I have just kind of questioned his decision-making. But I never heard about a baby popping out, so, I mean, apparently he did it right. Wait, so he didn't have no... no the pull-out game was lacking? I don't know. I feel like some guys just don't care. Yeah. But who was the girl? I shall not reveal it. Oh. But she just called you up and said, hey, he nutted in me. She was so excited. You would have thought she won a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> Damn, he's hot too. That's nasty. Okay, next. <laughs> Black China. I mean, she's a lot better than all these dudes you're showing us. <laughs> oh, I thought Wait. that was Lotto. <laughs> that does not look like Lotto. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. She walked out on me, but I know she said she felt she talked about it here a little bit. She said oh, she really? felt like she was set up. Oh, I'm a BBL guy, so for sure, Black China can come through. She got her BBL removed, didn't she? Or she's getting everything removed. Uh, I think she let her fillers get dissolved, but she looks great. I like past and present BBLs. Mm. Just knowing that there was something going on at one point. Do you, um, where are you with her now? Have you guys talked since that walkout? I was astounded that she wanted to do that interview in the first place, and then it went terribly, and I haven't seen her since. Like, I, I would love to do an interview with her. I would love to sit down with her. Does she want to do that with me? Probably, probably not. Would you interview Tokyo Tony, her mom? I don't know her, uh, anything about her, but maybe. Oh, go when you get it's out of here. Thing. <laughs> what? That would be viral. See, okay. he's putting me on lore. All right, is there anybody else? Who else do we have? Any more girls? Okay, now, do you know this one. I have requested Mariah Mills to be on Plug Talk multiple times. She only does a girl-girl. No, you are not going to bring her on Plug And then have a threesome? We, we tried. tried to get her on like two years ago, like before all this stuff was happening. But was to, to do a threesome, show, yeah, yeah, but she, she said she only performs with girls, if she even performs anymore. She told me she's still on Zion's roster, so it's not a possibility right now. But you know what we're really trying to pipe is that pinky doll. Okay, Pinky Doll's been over Hollywood Unlocked. That's the girl from TikTok, right? Yeah. Gang, gang. Ice cream's so good, yes. So you want her on Plug Talk? Yeah, because, bro, you go to her Twitter, you can see her sucking dick. Like, she is a full-on OnlyFans girl. But I was saying, oh, she's a porn star. Lena goes, she ain't really like a porn star, porn star, because, look, she's sucking the same dick in every single clip, so she's probably... I was, I was inspecting the dick. She's smart. I didn't pick up on that, but it was I the have, same dick. I'm confused about her claiming she was, like, 15 and then also claiming she was 19. Oh, she said she was 19 and it turned out she was 27. But there, was a, there was a picture of her posting like 15 still look good or something oh, that's like that. Crazy. I fuck? don't like really like that, but I would have a rum plug talk if she seemed cool. Yeah. yeah. And then fuck her afterwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pull up, Pinky. Mariah, we're sorry, we're not fucking with you. That's, I'm not asking anymore because I'm afraid of the other people that we have in this. Let's play another game. Cool. I have another game that I want to play real quick. Yeah.
This next game is called Erase the Shade. So if you've ever badmouthed somebody in public or if you've ever said anything crazy, which we know Adam has multiple people that, I mean, the list is crazy. Um, you have the opportunity to erase it. So you can actually start fresh, say you didn't mean it, apologize. I doubt that's going to happen. But let's start with, um, well, first we have something from Lena. You said, I see you guys noting that I took my wedding ring off. Wouldn't it have been more disrespectful Disrespectful if I kept my wedding ring on during the scene? Yeah, I mean, I posted a, a promotional clip of me and Jason together, and everyone's like, where's the ring? Where's the ring? Where's the ring? First of all, these rings scratch Adam's dick when I'm sucking his dick because I don't just use my mouth. I use my hands, too. You so, might slit a vein open with that thing. Yeah, so I, I, I started taking my jewelry off even with him. But we had this married girl on Plug Talk, and she was, like, taking her wedding ring off. And I was like, aren't you afraid of losing it? She's like, yes, but, like, I always said I wouldn't let my wedding ring touch another man's dick. And I was like, oh, that's smart. That's just, like, that feels, like, wrong. So then I took mine off, too. But, yeah. Consideration. But then Adam thought Right, it was- to not suck another man's dick while your wedding ring is on the finger. I didn't think of it, but it seems like a fair uh, yeah. assessment, right? If it works for you, it works for me. <laughs> okay, now, of course... I think the rest are all Adams. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not spicy. <laughs> Here's one from Adam. Elon Musk is really out here acting like he's pro-free speech and anti-shadow banning while simultaneously shadow banning every porn star and porn brand. Yeah. No, that's a pretty good point. Yeah, he's, he's talking about this platform like it's so free speech. Well, how come when I want to tag my own wife in my tweets just because... Yes, there is a video on her Twitter of her and another girl eating my ass and sucking my dick back to back in rapid succession. That to me, I should still be able to tag her in my tweets without having to like go to Google to look up her at. I'm surprised Twitter's banning anybody when Twitter's like the new porn highway. I'm saying, yeah. But Maybe they're just hating on the bag. That's what, And all the that. porn stars are the number one people who are spending money on Twitter blue. When I look at my, my, my verified tab on Twitter, which is completely useless these days, it's porn stars and then neckbeard MAGA guys who are talking shit. Hmm. <laughs> Welcome to X. Yeah. Here's another one. <laughs> Somebody said, y'all want me to believe Bad Bunny is the biggest artist uh, in the world so bad when his album is not even top 100 in the UK. You said, y'all want me to believe Joe Rogan is the biggest podcaster in the world when his podcast is not even top 10 in top 100 in Nigeria. I mean, I thought I was making a pretty good point that it's like Bad Bunny is one of the biggest artists in the world, even if he's not that big in the UK. And now, I, I mean, I don't know what the podcast charts are like in Nigeria. I was just making the point that Joe Rogan can be the biggest podcaster in the world, even if he's not the biggest podcaster in well, some random demographic. He's not going to be big in Nigeria if he's saying nigger, 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 nigger. Yeah, that probably would hold him back as well. Although they might find that intriguing. I can't. I don't know how many podcasts they're really listening to in Nigeria in general. I, I've never been on a podcast in Nigeria. If you're a Nigerian podcast and you would like to have either Adam or I on. We will fly the, there. And, and yeah. you're in the top 100. No, I'm not flying there. No? I'm, not, okay. I, I'm only going to Nigeria if I go with DeVito. That's it. Okay. Davido, DeVito. I know y'all are going to correct me in the pronunciation. Okay. All right, here's another one. Anyone else been stuck thinking about Kanye's balls deep in Jeffree Star's asshole? <laughs> That's so crazy because I just mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was like a news story of like, who was it? Somebody, Jeffree Star claiming that Kanye fucked him. I saw that, but I didn't believe, I didn't believe that. I didn't really believe it either. But when I heard about it, it forced me to think about it all day. It's quite the image. You were thinking about Kanye's ball, balls deep in Jeffree Star's asshole. That would send me to therapy. I mean, if that, <laughs> if that happened, I think we should all think about it at least a little bit. Not even a little that's bit. That's some epic shit in the history of America. 
That's disgusting. Yeah. Okay, here's another one. This is a lot. Now, Lizzo, who is a friend to Hollywood Unlocked. We love Lizzo. I'm going to just go through. I'm just doing my job, Lizzo. She tweeted, this may be a random time to say this, but it's on my heart. Cancel culture is appropriation. There was real outrage from truly marginalized people, and now it's become trendy, misused, and misdirected. I hope we can phase out of this and focus on outrage, our outrage on real problems. Um, And then you said Lizzo is based. Yeah, I mean, honestly... A broken clock can be right a couple times a day, right? I mean, I'm not normally somebody who like pays that much attention to Lizzo, but she's making such a valid point here about the fact that, you know, movements that have been prevalent in our society over the past couple of years trying to, you know, lessen the effects of racism and stuff or, or you know, homophobia have clearly been co-opted by people who have no valid claim to being uh, victims but they latch on to these identities and go around and tell everybody their pronouns so that they, even though they are a basically a cisgendered white person, they can you know try to imagine what it would be like to be a marginalized person. And you see it constantly. And I just love the fact that Lizzo, who some large percentage of her fan base are the exact kind of people that she's talking about here, but that she's actually willing to say something about it. I was just beyond impressed that she had the balls to say this, although I don't know how much flack she caught for it. Well, I will say, I was just recently in um, in France at a private performance she had, and it was like mostly white people in the audience who probably she's talking about, like you said, but like she, they love her. I mean, yeah. they fall in love with Lizzo. I don't know, cancel culture, I'm anti-cancel culture. I feel like, like, I don't know, you're 39, I'm 45. We come from an era where like people said the most craziest shit. Mm. You you liked it or didn't like it, and then you moved on, but you didn't lose everything as a result of somebody mm. online saying they didn't like it. You, you and I would not be able to, I don't think, be successful in our respective career choices if we were eternally worrying about if we were going to offend somebody. Facts. Nor could we work for anybody else that was dependent on us like not being canceled because we would be fucking canceled. I think about that a lot. Yeah. Freedom. Okay, here's another one. Uh, well, you already talked about this. Yeah, yeah you, told, you told him, man, he had a little ass meat. His meat ain't little, though. Selena Powell told me it was not that impressive. I, I, I would tell you, the one that I saw, it was impressive, but then again, Photoshop. It could be Photoshop. A.B., you need to drop that dick. Maybe he was using that penis pump. <laughs> here's another one. Do you want to take that back about the little meat? No. Okay. <laughs> Um, here's another one. People will like people will people will be like, I love black people, and then never let their wife have sex with one. Yeah, there's so much to unpack in that one sentence. People will be like, I love black people, and then never let their wife have sex with one. Most people won't let their wife have sex with another guy. This is when I was like really memeing hard into the whole <laughs> cuck thing. So yeah. I wouldn't say that I actually believe this because I don't really think that the average person. You know, if if you want to like have an open relationship or have your wife sleep with someone else, for sure, go for it. But it's not like something I'm advocating for in society. And I don't think that that would be a very good uh, piece of evidence that you're not racist. Yeah. So I just I guess I'll just make that perfectly clear. Here's another one. It's officially been a week since I let my wife do a porn with another guy. I felt a little jealous at first, but overall, it wasn't that big a deal. She's watched me sleep with hundreds of girls, and it's never affected our relationship. Sleeping with that gentleman has been amazing for both her career and our business, Plug Talk Show. Overall, I'm glad we did it, and I'm happy to report her vagina has returned to its original pre-BBC size. 36 million views on that tweet. 
the world is fascinated by this type of content. Yeah, this I remember this because I believe it was like it was a Sunday morning. We were at the farmers market, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna tweet how I really feel, and the world just went fucking nuts. Do you um when you get thirty six thirty one point six thousand likes, however thirty one million views or whatever? When you get that, does it encourage you to keep going in that way? Because like clearly this works, so now you have to have been having a meeting over like it does. Although on how I would say going. that like we're both kind of in the position right now where we're a little bit sick of ourselves in the sense that we've just like talked about the whole thing so much that it just doesn't really feel as hilarious as it was, and it's like I don't want to beat beat a dead horse. Like I I, I want to like tweet good things and use the platform well. But it's like, I felt like I only maybe had like a week or two of me just saying the most absurd cuck stuff But on at this Twitter. point in time, he was like, oh yeah, what else can I say? I was just literally, <laughs> and, and even like, the, I just have like such a puppet master type vibe with all this stuff. Like at first I was a little bit mad at Jason when he was like talking spicy in that interview. And then I pictured in my head, I pictured myself making a TikTok in which I basically threatened him and blacklisted him from fucking my wife. And I just started laughing so hard to myself, picturing myself doing that. And then I woke up and I recorded the TikTok and it got like 50 million fucking views. It got headlines all over the place. And I'm like, okay, I'm glad to know that the world thought that that was as funny of a concept as I did. Now, once I saw the video, I was like, Adam's trolling. That shit was hilarious, though. Yeah. Okay. I might this... have made it a little too obvious on that one. Yeah, but it was funny as shit. Yeah. Okay, here's the last one. Now, you told Soulja Boy to suck your dick and also suck your balls. And you told us you don't like your balls suck, but you want your Gucci air. I want Soldier Boy to suck my balls gently. Basically, long live Draco the Ruler, good friend of mine, got killed uh, a little while back. That was sad. And uh, Soldier Boy, basically, Draco had been in Soldier Boy's DMs telling him how to move, telling him don't fucking call yourself Draco, et cetera, because, you know, Soldier Boy calling himself Big Draco. And so I was on my podcast with Desto Dove, who does the uh, awful lot of cough syrup clothing line. And basically somehow it came up in conversation where Desto Dove said that he never would have gave free clothes to Soldier Boy if he had known that he was disrespecting Draco after he died. And so we were just making fun of Soldier Boy. And then Soldier Boy goes on his, his live and basically was just shitting on me and Dub. And this was just me letting Soldier Boy know that he's a bitch and he ain't going to do nothing. Well, that's it, <laughs> and that's all. Um, I'm sure Soldier's going to say something about that. Uh, but congrats to all the success you've had, and, and you as well. And the fact that you guys have figured out how to make marriage work, even though you didn't do our dummy book. <laughs> it's a dumb dummy book because it ain't even real. Uh, but no, I appreciate your support, and thanks for having me on your platform. When I was growing and doing my thing, and I'm just out here doing the work. For sure, yeah, and Thank congrats you. to you for all the success. I remember when we did our first interview, they were still much earlier in the the process so it's definitely been motivational to watch you blow up too no of course um would you guys have sex with a midget can i say midget i don't know little, little person. person i have to say little person for sure i will fuck a midget i actually think it's crazy that i haven't if they were hot yeah yeah okay well go check out plug talk show and bring the um, little person with the big meat peace <laughs>